everyone. Hey everyone, welcome to the new Star Wars Legends podcast. It's a miracle. It came out a week after the last one. That's a first for all of us. Today I got Dylan, a.k.a. John Tuttle, on the Facebook, <laughs> my usual uh, co-host. Returning to us, we got the Geeks Attic. How's it going? And, and we got a new guy, Bill. Hey. Also part of, helped with, with the whole billboard project. So, we like I always start this podcast, we talk to the new uh, ho host and ask how they got into the EU. So, Bill, how'd you get into this? Well, mine is a little unique. Uh, I actually got into the EU before I saw any of the, the uh, original trilogy. started with the uh, Caravan of Courage Ewok movie. Oh! <laughs> I love it. I've never seen it. Oh, it's classic. Oh, you're missing it's something great. People, I've never seen, uh, I've never seen the droids cartoon either. But yeah, that that that's how you got into the EU. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad it did its job. <laughs> I actually had a parents recorded it off the TV, and I wore that tape out to literally disintegrate it. We kept repairing it and repairing it. <laughs> and it just completely fell apart one day. Do you have them on DVD? Yes, I do. Because there's two of them, right? Yeah. It's on the same DVD, back, one on each side. Ooh, it's one of those double, double yep. DVDs from Satan. I hate those fucking things. Oh, yeah, I As swore. Oh, boy. It's just starting off on a good on a good foot. By the way, if you want to know more about how Jeremy uh, feels about uh, the packaging that DVDs come in. Check out his uh, series, <laughs> Disc Case Problems. It's seriously great stuff. Yeah. I mean, all 12 of you who've seen it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't knock it because of what it's called. You'll, you'll understand my pain. You'll share it with me. Anyway. It's so, honestly, it's the second best content on here. Speaking <laughs> of pain and agony... Dylan and I, and I think you as well, Geeks Attic. I don't know about you, Bill, but we saw the Rogue One trailer. No, I've, I meant I managed to avoid that, or block uh, block it out. I'm not sure which. Dylan and I saw, and I saw it involuntarily. Both seeing Captain America: Civil War, which sucked. Major. But that's block. a discussion for another podcast because. Yeah, it, it'd be on the podcast that never happened sequel. Right. The sequel that will also never happen, <laughs> starring Django, who never does anything but shove Funkos up, you know where. Anyway, and featuring and featuring Tevia. Talking about anyway. not anything but that. <laughs> anyway, let's get into this, Dylan. What do you think of the cancer that is Rogue One? Um, it was kind of like most trailers. It. The thing that always pisses me off about trailers is like when they quote unquote have to introduce the protagonist. It's like, oh, it feels really clunky to me. It's clunky exposition to me every time I see it, and it pisses me off. And this trailer had it, which, to be fair, almost all the trailers have have this now. Where it's like, oh, this is your. Well, it's like this is what you are. I'm like, yeah, that's me. Anyway, back to the thing. But the one thing that was laughable about this trailer really 
was this one scene. It's very short, where there's like a guy who's apparently with the group that's trying to take the Death Star plans, who has like a quarter staff or something, and he's surrounded by stormtroopers, and he's like knocking out the stormtroopers one by one, and instead of doing the logical thing, which is to you know shoot him while he's out of range of their quarter staff, they're charging in to get within range of his quarterstaff without firing. And it's completely immersion-making when I saw that. Just Even without my bias towards this movie, I would have been like... That's dumb. No, that just, that's dumb. Well, it, you're being nice about it. it that didn't well, bother me as much as a bunch of other things in it. If I, if I can be honest here. The protagonist, I rebel. No crap. I, like, no shit, really? Uh, you're part of the rebellion, and you're just like, I rebel. I'm a juvenile delinquent. Ooh, I'm so edgy. She came off as like, so, like a fucking hipster. Um, I'm a Jan, I'm a discount Jan Ors. Oh, sorry. Slash Kyle Katarn. Slash the Twi'lek from the oh that one Star Wars DS game. Slash almost every female from the a certain era of the EU. It's like really. Um, then there is the continuity error that everyone has pointed out between it and Revenge of the Sith, where they're installing the dish on the Death Star, even though it was already on there at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Now, there's a way they can retcon that, by the way, which I is... I know they retcon it, but will they? No. It's Disney. Well, I mean, they, it's easy to explain because... Because that ties them down creatively. Because what if, like, just... I mean, I mean, this has never been done before, but what if the Death Star we saw in at the end of Revenge of the Sith was just a prototype? Okay, and again, this has never happened before, right? This hasn't happened. But what if that's like you know, in some like, in some like secret factory that they're using to test out the technology, where a bunch of scientists are, but it's kind of isolated, like I don't know, maybe surrounded by a bunch of black holes or something. Uh, call it, let's say, the Maw. Again, for the first time ever. But the Death Star that they're building—that's the real Death Star. That's the first Death Star. But they still have the prototype. That's in the quote-unquote ma, um, being a uh, run by all the scientists, who one of which, by the way, Wedge until he's later falls in love with, but then it doesn't work out. But again, this is all for the first time ever because you know it's Disney. This reminds me of the Minox Nest where we talked about storylines like that, and Tristan got very upset with us. <laughs> Tristan's watching. He probably left, and he's like, he's like. Guys, lame. Typical Tristan Bastion. Uh, Geeksack, you saw this, right? I did. I got excited for it, but when they dropped that one line, I rebel. I got disappointed. Um, the last shot when she turns and she's got the Imperial uniform on, thought that was pretty lame. Cause we know she's a rebel, you know. It's and they're like, he, he was that Forrest Whitaker talking. Like, be careful of... looks homeless in that movie. <laughs> the big lip. Reminds me of Ron Perlman in that remake of Conan the Barbarian, with his homeless beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
it uh, was it was okay in my opinion. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, but yeah, maybe yeah. I'm looking forward to the novel more than the movie. You know, they're making a prequel novel to it. Yes, and yes. a prequel comic. Yes, just what we need more prequels, right? Mm-hmm. So here's your prequel movie, and here's the prequel to the prequel movie, the prequel book to the prequel movie. That's also mm-hmm. a spinoff. Yeah. Right. And maybe yeah. that uh, gun is that big gun is being replaced in the Death Star. I don't know. Maybe Bill, the first one didn't fit. Like, oh, we need to take that out and put a new one in. Bill looks genuinely confused. Don't <laughs> worry, so is the rest. Like, honestly, I don't. I don't remember most of some estrogen on the next show. <laughs> I think the uh, there were some leaked photos for one of their. Uh, it's supposed to be coming out soon. Uh, behind the scenes book. I can't remember what it was called, but it has some photos of aliens and another big character that's supposed to be in the film. I was more excited over the picture than I was the trailer. But it didn't move. <laughs> True. Right. Yeah. It has to move. That's the only way it counts. Yeah. That's Dave Filoni. Yeah. Hey, hey. We hit our Dave Filoni quota making fun of. <laughs> we we the quota last time. Yeah, yeah. The rumors of him actually getting to direct his own film make me sick. <laughs> we what? Yeah, there's some rumors Speaking going on it. Might be announced Apparently, he uh, caused a bit of a stir on Twitter recently. Oh, yeah. When he tweeted out, I don't know remember his exact tweet, but it's essentially him going like, yeah, we're heading off to Celebration. It's going to be great. Also, by the way, remember, there's always some truth in Legends. <laughs> like... <sighs> Why? Because he doesn't like us. None of them do. They just put up with us because we're the money. Yeah, I don't know so much about the Old Republic, but was Revan a male or female? Male. Chronically male, but you could play him as either, I think. Because there was a a tweet by Pablo. Did you guys see that? Oh, shit. Hold on, guys. We lost Dylan. Uh-oh. I don't know what happened. <laughs> okay, I guess my co-host is gone. So let's pick <laughs> up Dylan. Are we about Revan? Well, Pablo Hidalgo, Hidalgo, however you say his name, put out a tweet. If it was entirely and only up to me, yes, Darth Revan would be canon, and she'd be as awesome as I remember her. Oh no, he's. This is what he does. This is yes. what he does now. He intentionally antagonizes us. Yes. That is his goal in life. It's the only thing I think if he, he you know... That's why I'm promoting my freedom. Tristan. Hashtag. You know. Okay. I, don't, I have no idea where Dylan went. I'm sorry, everyone who's a Dylan fan. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to add him back. Okay, here he is. Oh, here we go. Oh, jeez. Welcome back, Dylan. Hi. Yeah, this is what Pablo does now. Um, he's just, he's really bad. The pain in the ass. By the way, can I just give a shout out to Comcast for providing top quality internet? <laughs> They're a show sponsor, didn't you know? <laughs> we did this two days ago. That would have been happening to me thanks to Comcast. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> All right. What what's next? Oh, we have a little campaign going on. We talked about it last time, but. It's, we're doing a book drive. Bill, 
since you've been really quiet, why don't you tell us about this campaign? Well, the uh, Give Us Legends Facebook page, which is run by the Billboard team, uh, uh, been thinking thinking of various things to do. We have various things in work, but right now we're concentrating on the uh, book campaign where you uh, donate EU books to your local libraries. Try to get more people involved in reading the EU. Uh, oh, if you go to uh, Facebook backslash give us legends, there's more information there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Guys, check that out. That's a uh, when is this ending, Bill? Uh... The 31st of July. I think we decided to end it at the end of June-ish. Let me look. Maybe it was June. It's the 31st of June or July. I think. Let's see. That Comcast, sign. you're being slow. Uh, thank you, Comcast, again. Right. The unofficial sponsor... Of this we podcast, July thirty first. Oh, see. About. Well, you wanted numbers on Bloodline. Yeah, do you have them? Yeah, it um. Where it debuted. It debuted at number twelve on the USA Today Top One Fifty. It's uh, it's still on the, it's still on the uh, list, the top 150 list for three weeks. We're in its third week of being on the list. Currently, this week is at 91. It'll probably stay there for another week or two. Basically, if you, uh, well, if you've been watching the, uh, if you watch the Minox Nest, we used to keep track of how the new books were doing, and for like the future math, they were all pretty much one and dones. They would get on the list. Um, around in the early hundreds, and then later in like they would even get to the mid teens and then be gone. Aftermath came along, and that was on the list for a while, um, as well as was uh, um, Twilight Company, which only was on the list for about two weeks. But Bloodlines is actually staying up there, and I think it's because of as um, people are confused well, uh, with the EU book. That and as Matt would say, uh, Claudia. Claudia Gray, who wrote Bloodline, also wrote what is largely considered to be the best novel of the new canon with Lost Stars. So it might be a – I think there's a lot of people who read and love Lost Stars and like, oh, she's writing again. Let's I mean, get – let's see what this one's about. I mean that's why I got the book. Lost Stars or uh, – Both actually because I have both now. I don't know if you know – Matt didn't know that. But <laughs> yeah, I, I got Bloodline. I don't think you'll be disappointed. I hope mm -hmm. not. I mean, I think I'm on chapter 15 right now, and I'm really enjoying it. It's the best portrayal of Leia yet. Well, let's let's move into uh, what we're reading. We'll start with Matt, since he is reading Bloodline. Yes, Bloodline. Um, really enjoying it. Like I said, uh, Leia, she's done well. I don't know if it has anything to do with, you know, that the author is female. I mean, she could write the best Leia, right? Um, <laughs> men really have a hard time writing women. Um it depends. Yeah, yeah um, I, I recommend the book, definitely. It's... Can I get a status on where you are in the comics? I am I'm caught up with Darth Vader. I okay. have issue number 19 I need to pick up with Star Wars. Is it 19, the latest one? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I need to pick that one up. And Poe Dameron, number two, I, I enjoyed it. I like that comic. 
I liked him too. I will say that. Three comes uh, out this week, I think. Yeah. Or it might be next. I'm not sure. I think it's next week. But that's that's all I've got with the Star Wars. So I've uh, completely I avoided the Anakin and oh, Kenobi. I you're lucky. No uh, I will get to that. I'll go last. <laughs> See? See, I'm, I'm picking up everything new canon except that comic book series. Okay, I do not like that era. I can't help it. Uh, and then, um, what are you reading from the old? Old, um, old canon uh, or legends? Yeah, legends. Yeah. Need to read. I'm on Tyrant's Test, the book okay. three of the Black Fleet Crisis. So, I'll be yeah. starting that as soon as I'm done with Bloodline. I might start doing reviews on Legends books. I don't know. You should. I'd so watch right it. now. I'm just reading. Bill would watch. Billy would. <laughs> You did that. Hell, even yeah. Matt. But yeah. Other Matt. Yeah. Um, Dylan. So where are you, Bill? Or what are you reading? Oh, oh. Well, you want you want to go, Bill? Yeah. Uh, between sixty hours a week at work, eighty hours a week at the movement, I don't have a lot of time to sleep. <laughs> but I am reading Kenobi Kenobi's Blade, which normally would take me an hour, but I've been reading it for about a week now, and I'm about halfway through. <laughs> what is Kenobi's Blade? It's is one that... of the uh, uh, Junior Jedi Knight books. Oh, you lucky duck. I can't get those for a good price. I've been looking for them since they come out, and I only got a, I got maybe half of them, and I found that a few months ago. I was like, I'm getting it, and I, mm -hmm. I got it. Man, it's the bane of my existence to try to get that in the AC Crispin Han Solo trilogy in hardcover. Even when they are brand new, I couldn't find them in the stores. I never heard of them until I found them in a Star Wars Insider. Like, they were talking about them in that, and I'm like, I've never heard of these. Because I was too young when those were coming out. Um, I was, oh god, I was four when Phantom Menace hit. It'll make me feel old now. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of that Bantam... The only reason I knew about the Bantam books was my parents were into them. But they only they only had so many, like... Um, which I have most of the ones. They gave me most of their collection of stuff. But they they had um, Thrawn Trilogy, the Hand of Thrawn duology, Planet of Twilight, of all things, um, the New Rebellion, and Jedi Academy. And that was pretty much all I knew. And then they switched... At the time, to prequel era novels, they got Shadowhunter and Cloak of Deception and Labyrinth of Evil, and just a few of those. And the last one they picked up was Luke Skywalker and the Shadows of Mindor. Did you ever so, finish that book? No, I gave up on it because I was reading it. I had my Road to Crucible. Uh, I'll talk about that in my reading. Okay, come on. <laughs> uh, you gave up on like Luke Shower and Shadows Minor. The rest, the three of us have gotten through Crystal Star. Okay, I'd you rather can... read that. <laughs> you can slug it through. But anyway, <laughs> anything else yeah. besides hate mail, like we all get now? <laughs> oh, uh, for Bill or for me? I'm seeing if Bill's read anything else. No, uh, I've been reading. Uh... I saw my Star Trek Voyager book, but no one wants to hear about that. Yeah, it's like me reading Aliens books. <laughs> I do you have, have after I get done not. my Young Jedi Knights, uh, I have book one of Missions, which I read probably 20 years ago, or 
but and I don't remember a damn thing about it, so I'm going to reread it. Didn't they reprint Missions when the uh, original trilogy came out on DVD? I think they did. I don't know. I'm not sure, because I remember those. I've uh, got a couple of those I uh, show off in my uh, next Star Wars book haul later this week. Hmm. Alright, All right, let's see. Dylan, I kind of know where you are right now. Yeah, I'm uh, getting to the end of the swing on the road to Crucible, which Jeremy still really hasn't started yet, but I just finished Cross Current, so I'm going to be reading Riptide very soon. <laughs> Essentially, as soon as the work slows down. Yeah, aren't we all? Because I haven't really, I haven't really had a weekend, because you know, <laughs> people need their oil changed for some reason on Memorial Day. Who would have thought? Between Friday the to the day, I worked forty hours between Friday and today. Wow. Okay, you beat me. I was pushing close to thirty in that same time span. Friday and today, I only work six hours because we're not open Sunday and Monday because it got cut out of our budget at work. We can't afford to be open then. I had a three-day weekend. <laughs> well, you were unemployed like a few months ago. So. Yes, yes, very true. Very true. Anyway. Here, okay, now I have to get on my soapbox. I made a big mistake in my road to Crucible. Not only did I real, not realize that there was a whole war that happened in the Marvel comics that is referenced later in The Road to Crucible that I need to read, but I forgot a whole trilogy of books. Because I finished March 8 by the Emperor's Hand and realized there was stuff that happened before it. And I was irate. So right now... New canon, I have a chapter into Lost Stars. I'm enjoying. It's a fun read. It's a light read. But I'm focused on another novel right now that I'm trying to finish up that I'm closer to finishing. So that's not Star Wars, but written by an EU nov author. So I've been working on that. Uh, uh, EU-wise, I've been reading the Marvel comics, the original Marvel Comics. I'm on issue six. I have the big Marvel Years omnibus that they released last year, the first one. And I'm reading through that, and I'm going to be reviewing those. I was supposed to review the first one today, but instead I saw Captain America Civil War. And cringed. So, yeah. Been working on that. Uh, Marvel Comics-wise, I finished the new stuff. Finished Obi-Wan and Anakin. It's one of the worst things I've ever read from Marvel. Genuinely, Charles Soule. I don't know how he can write Poe Dameron so well, but Obi-Wan and Anakin is trash. Um, I've caught up on Darth Vader, caught up on Star Wars, so now I think I'll start really heavily picking up more of that stuff, the back issues of that, after Gen Con. So I, I'm going to save for that because you know the whole DC rebirth is happening right now. I'm not just, I'm not going to be picking up any back issues of anything for a while. Oh, should we mention Gen Con uh, here? What's up? Should we mention Gen Con if you haven't already? We have not actually. We should have done that last time because all three of us were going. Dylan and I are going to Gen Con with Matt Wilkins. Uh, That'll be exciting. Yeah. 
And I thought you were going to go with us, Matt, but you're not. Yeah, when I lost my job. Unfortunately, though, uh, the great idea we had isn't going to come to fruition because Chuck Wendig won't be there. So we oh, won't be able to get the most no. awkward, ironic picture ever. Oh, no. <laughs> no. You must be scared of these conventions now. You should get him the sign, Air. <laughs> He's not out to uh, advertise his new book. I'm shocked. He, no. he said he was going to be there. He really needs to. <laughs> no, he's not. The only one that's going to be is Dave Wolverton and maybe Michael Stackpole. Maybe. I'm hoping he does show up because that'd be cool to get all of my X-Wing Rogue Squadron signed by him since I have the rare printings now. I just have the paperbacks, which is all the X-Men books. I have the X-Men anyway. novels. I'm talking about the comics. Actually, I Yeah, do you have them all single? I, I do have all the singles, actually. I could bring every single issue... For him to sign, yeah, Bill, I complete my along with Union. What? Along with Union, you should record your review of Union. Oh, I'm going to do a remake of the report with Union because I'm going to re-sign it. I'm going to redo my a lot of my older reviews so they tie into the like a special edition. Yeah, is it, it's going to have like a bunch of um. ATSTs in the background for no reason, and then um, as well as um, is Wedge going to shoot first in this one? Who knows? Maybe I'll superimpose Matt in the background walking around. Exactly. Better <laughs> yet, Edward. Mm-hmm. With this oh, from um, you'll uh, completely Wars. you'll re- completely redo your you'll completely redo, review your verdict with like a random musical scene for no reason. Yeah, uh, and then the Tristan, then the outro music will be completely. Uh, Tristan will be singing in the background, <laughs> singing about how he hates Bill for no reason when he's drunk. <laughs> Good, neutral. For those of you who don't know, we were all in a giant Skype call. Well, Geek's Attic wasn't, but he was the only one not there. Um, and Tristan called out of the blue. And there were a lot of us. A lot of us. Uh, a lot of people from the alliance. Uh, Brian was there. Bill, Josie from Minox Nets. Well, formerly from Minox. And the alliance. And the alliance. Dylan and I were there. Matt Wilkins was there. And Tristan comes in. <laughs> Drunk. Oh, Brian was there too. Very upset. Over, I think he got dumped or something. It was. It was actually yeah. pretty sad. But then he realized that he was not just in a call with Matt and me, and that everyone there was a whole bunch of people there, but he could only figure out who Bill was, and so he just got really, really mad, and he like just like starts screaming obscenities at Bill, and just he's like, "Who the hell is this guy? I don't know this guy. Why do you, why do you guys have him in here?" Yeah, he, was just, he was really bad at Pill, and to this day, Pill won't talk to him. I tried talking to him a few times, and the last time I talked to him, he started talking about his rape stories, and that was it. Wait, what? He hasn't told me those. <laughs> oh, Tristan. Basically, it was the it was the it was the greatest introduction to Tristan one could ever have. 
Oh just yeah. Just because it, with how accurate it is. I it, it it might trump the time when we when I met Tristan and he was it the first one of Django's hangouts where he ate the the oatmeal without any sugar on it? Or no, was that it, was the uh, that was the second one, and I think that was the after you show. Were there, you were on it, and you weren't on the first one. Yeah, I wasn't on the first one. I was on the second one. It was in the after show because he's like, "I got a He's like, "Ah!" No, it was and he's like, "What the hell? The, uh, Who eats it plain?" It was on the pod. It was on the uh, episode because it. Derailed oh, it was okay. It derailed everything, and then you know, in. This is the point, by the way. If you're watching, where reminiscing about things that happened in the past that were way more interesting than what's happening right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, we talked about uh, Rogue One. Did you want to talk about the latest news with Rogue One? About how they got to reshoot it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Bill found this last minute or something. Yeah, they uh, do the Princess of the Universe podcast and shared it. I don't know. I don't know anything about this website, but apparently they're reporting that they're having the reshoot several of the scenes for not just well, that's that. it, Mike. It's four weeks of scheduled reshoot. Is it of expensive bad. reshoots? They say it's that's bad. That that means um, someone's never getting a job at Disney again. I can tell you that. The when uh, John Carpenter did the fog, and they realized that half the ghost scenes didn't work lit correctly, they had one week to reshoot that. So if they're Disney's giving them four weeks, that means something really, 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 really bad happened. And so they either like lost, they lost like they lost footage bad. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Well, I know the comic book I think was pushed back too. Everything's, I think, is pushed back. Mm -hmm. This is probably so going to come out this year. Uh, yeah, it's, it's still on schedule for December, it said. Well, I mean, oh, well, fuck, I don't know. Got this. This film didn't even seem like they wanted to make it. I mean, see, to me, this movie, I'd rather see this than the Han Solo film. Oh, speaking of Han Solo. The next Marvel miniseries is a Han Solo miniseries. I don't know if I'll pick it up. It's by an author that I don't know. So that could either mean good or it could mean really terrible. Probably the second. Yeah. I just can't afford that sort of thing right now. I got I got to save up for my DC Rebirth, you know. That's that's like my number one. That's Bay for me. <laughs> it's funny. You know, um, but yeah. Want to get to the one question? Yeah, sure. Well, it's two questions, both from Dark Snovia. Of course, who, of course. Who who <laughs> we invited to this podcast, but he couldn't go. Uh, couldn't come. Because well, I really. One of these days, I want him to answer his own questions. <laughs> well, if we, but the thing is, though, if we invite him to the podcast, we will there have no invited questions. the only viewer that we have. <laughs> hey, we have seven viewers right now. Thank you very much. And that's I know, better I kid. than usual, which usually involves. Hey, if, if you're a viewer and you came from the Throne for the Arts link, 
Please comment now. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get so into. So he this. has two questions. Uh, if Anakin Skywalker was able to reach his full potential, how much crazy shit do you think he would have been able to do in the original expanded universe? And he says that basically Luke become like the most powerful force user in galactic history. So, and he was like a watered down version of Anakin. So, okay, Dylan, you remember back when Tim had his website? Mm-hmm. There was talk of us writing the canon, the emergency mm -hmm. plan that now yeah. doesn't really exist, and how I wanted to write uh, an Infinity's Phantom Menace, and I actually did write a little bit of it. I I, I got into this. This idea. This idea. So I don't really want to talk about it because it brings okay. up. Whole time period where we, we were stressing about writing the canon for everyone. Uh, but I, I will say this: it was going to be pretty awesome. It's going um, to be really, he was going to have um, because well, you see, and mine was a little different because Qui Gon, I had Qui Gon live instead of Obi Wan. So we had the um, the incorruptibility of Qui-Gon training him instead of Obi-Wan who was not ready to train someone, in my opinion, sort of thing going on. So, yeah, I, I think he would have been the, the sort of Jedi Messiah, probably. I have a slightly different view on that. All right. Fucking I would say... Shit. I would say he'd be very powerful, but I don't think – really, I don't think Anakin as a character would have reached his full potential because the reason why Luke became as powerful as he did was because he had such a good work ethic. Oh, great. <laughs> great. All right. Who wants to go next? Go right ahead. Bill. 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 What is? What's the question? <laughs> when Anakin had reached his full, but um, how powerful would Anakin be if he was? Well, trained by Qui Gon. Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh. Qui Gon has always been quite of a little bit of a rogue, so he would probably wouldn't let the uh, council limit the stuff. That Anakin was doing. Yeah, but I mean, even if Qui Gon hadn't trained him, do you think he would have reached like his full potential, or would he just be so Anakin that he wouldn't? And I don't know. It's hard to tell. Anakin but... always he had mommy issues, and that's that's proven to be a problem with with uh, Force users. So he probably wanna wanna have made it made his full potential. Yeah. Like I was saying, Luke yeah, had like such a dedication. <laughs> like I was saying before, Comcast decided to be such a great internet provider again. Show sponsor, everyone. Show sponsor. <laughs> so, Luke, what made Luke great was he had such a drive to not only learn about the Force, but 
really in himself because he had to essentially revive the Jedi Order, which had a lot to do with it. He really studied and cracked down and really became the closest thing to a Jedi Master that there ever was. Anakin as a character, while he had more raw potential with the Force, while he probably on his own could have been infinitely more powerful than Luke ever would could dream of, wouldn't never really meet his full potential because it's just not in his character. He won He wasn't one of the meditation. He, he wanted more wanted to he wanted right, he just he wanted all the flash of the force. Yeah, exactly. You so see, we have a very powerful, but we wouldn't have his full potential. One of one of his biggest problems was what was in the mention in Rogue Planet was that he didn't like to meditate because mm -hmm. there was he w would feel so much it would be overwhelming, and that's mm -hmm. kind of essential for a Jedi. The, but because he was a child, then I I believe that he. Would have if Palpatine had been manipulating him, he would have matured over time. I believe that eventually he would become a member of the Jedi Council, and then he would grow up. He would grow into becoming this, even the leader of the Jedi Order. Uh, with him working behind the Council's back, I don't think even if Palpatine wasn't there. He would never have trusted them completely because they wouldn't would never let him be Padme because the 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 roles at that time were too strict for Anakin to be able to become everything he could have been. He probably would have left the order. Yeah, Anakin definitely would have left the order if Palpatine wasn't involved. See this? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking because I think he was destined to to fall. I mean, he had the lady Padme. He wasn't supposed to. He's human, you know. With that much power, most of the time you're gonna go bad, you know. But <laughs> I'm gonna use an EU example here. Ulic Quadromo from Tales of the Jedi. He falls big time. He gets ripped from the Force. But at the end of that series, he understands the Force enough so he becomes one with the Force. I think even if Anakin left... And the, he was... Even if he, he left the Jedi Temple and left the Order, I still think he would have learned and he would eventually find, like, some sort of peace and become this being. He became well, that, like, weird old man with... The Big gray beard in the woods. Kind of I don't. Case. I don't see him ever finding peace because he's always talking about the dragon that's inside of him. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't think he, no matter what happened, he was going to find peace. And Ulick's kind of a weird case because we don't exactly know what he did on Renvar for all those years, which you well, don't I, think is a problem. He may have had something to do with the Dark Reaper project. Well, yeah, but we don't know exactly what happened with that. But again, by the end of the Tales of the Jedi, kind of spoiler alert, but there's a Jedi knight who basically wants revenge against Ulic, and um, she starts fighting him. And he, after years of not having the Force and essentially not practicing with the saber, is able to hold his own and even drive her back against a fully trained Jedi knight. That just That's not something that just happens. I mean, combat, you need to, like, you need, it's a, 
it's a muscle that you have to develop and continue to train. It doesn't. It's not like riding a bicycle. You're not so. That leads me to believe in Ulick's case that he was doing some extracurriculars on the side, that let him stay in shape and stay as attuned to the force as he could, which probably is why he also was able to become one with the force. Well, that's we, just, but that's just my speculation. We can it. assume that Ulick is training at the beginning of um, Redemption. He's carrying a sword mm -hmm. with him. So uh, that led me to believe that he had been practicing his saber skills, not necessarily with a lightsaber, but with a saber nonetheless. Which is slightly different from a light, from a regular sword because a lightsaber, there's no weight in the blade, and then they're naturally gyroscopic, so they're hard to handle. So it's not exactly the same, but close to it. Yeah. It's something. It's something. Second question. Oh, the second question is who do you think is the most overrated and underrated character in the Star Wars multiverse? I think it's going to be a, a toss up for overrated between uh, Reven and Mara Jade. Now, that's not to say. Well, I also Han Solo. But that's more, my opinions on this are more to do with the uh, fan reaction than than the characters themselves. Okay. Because um. the, the Mara Jade fans will, some of them will take blinders to the rest of the EU and just see Mara Jade and, and disregard everything else. I've got two overrated if I could skip on the underrated. Well, we'll do overrated first. That gives a, that gives specifically me time to figure out my underrated. I think my, uh, the most yeah, overrated... Yeah, because underrated's hard. Yeah. Overrated? Boba Fett. Don't hate me. But no, I, think, I understand, dude. I mean, for me. I, uh, you know, it'd be neat to see more action from him, but I, I don't want that movie. I want to leave it, you know, up here. He's just he's so overrated. I mean... Dude gets swallowed by, you know, the uh, the Sarlacc guy. He's, he's gone. I think he's gone. He's overrated. Um, and Ahsoka, another overrated character. Ooh, ooh, I didn't even think that's the one we, we were all thinking of originally, but none of us wanted to say it. I wasn't, actually. Well, I, I don't I even... I'm tired of hearing her name. I, um, I don't really recognize her as anything other than a propaganda plot. <laughs> um, Dylan... I'm going to, because I completely agree with everything you said, but just to be different, I will say any character who was the protagonist in a video game, specifically oh. uh, like Kyle Katarn, uh, like Starkiller, like Revan, because I see like a lot of, I don't know what it is, but it's like I played as the character for um, hundreds of hours. As it kind of, it, it's kind, again, it's with the fan reaction of, I there's something about, with reading, with reading, you can kind of get in the mind of the character. But with the video game, you're actually acting out as the character, and it almost goes a bit more in depth with it. So the people really identify with those characters, and they to a like Bill said, to a point where it's complete blinders with everything else. So that would be my answer. It's not a character, but more of a character type would be my overrated. Overrated. That makes I have... sense. Five that are all equal to each other. 
I'm sorry, I can't. Uh, well, six, I think. Sorry. I'm really, I'm, I cannot narrow them down. Let's see. I'm not going to count Boba Fett and Han Solo because they're movie characters. Well, I wouldn't even count Han Solo because I find him really entertaining. But Boba Fett's very overrated, and I was a, the biggest Boba Fett fan as a kid. Like, that, those Boba Fett young adult novels, that was my bread and butter for a long time. But, um, let's see. We got Revan. Oh, ah Ahsoka, if we count Ahsoka. Uh, actually, Ventress. I find her very overrated, too. And that's mainly Filoni-era Ventress. Um... See, we got actually there'll be five then. Star Killer. I am so sick of Star Killer talk. Star Killer wasn't even a good character. <laughs> I'm I'm actually one of those people who does not like the Force Unleashed games. I like the aspect of throwing Tie Fighters around, but that was about it. There, it's incredibly repetitive gameplay. The second one's so broken that you can beat it in, like, four hours. It, there's no challenge to them. I think the only challenging thing was pulling the Star Destroyer down in the first one. That's because the controls were broken. And the Darth Vader fight was pretty tough, too. And then the train scene from the uh, second one. Those were the ones that gave me problems. In the first one, no. Um, well, it depends if you go light side or dark side. The, when you fight the Emperor, that was pretty difficult, or you fight Vader the second time. And really the if Vader so fight in the second one, too, but that was more of the, because of the flat, uh, platforming um, nonsense. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, that was because you, had, you didn't have to platform in the whole game, and then you had to do it there. Yeah. That was a little ridiculous. Um, but Kate Skywalker. Hey. Yes, hey. I'm going to go with Kate Skywalker because for hey. some, he's a bad character. <laughs> you think his character's going somewhere, and then because of a stupid event, he goes the complete opposite direction. And has no character development until like it's tacked on at the end. Uh, but you know, I'll start off most underrated character. It's Waru. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting for someone to say that. Waru yeah. for president. He's you took my answer. All around Disney and make Bob Iger pay for uh, it. You're going to make me throw up. He's going to let the water flow in California because no there is no drought. Uh, we're... The government's holding our water back because of some three-inch fish. But it's okay. Waru's going to let it flow. He made friends with Bob Iger. They're friends now. He's good at making deals, too. He brainwashes people. He's going to make deals. Yeah. And they won't get worse all the time. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, in all seriousness, although I would like actually to see an explanation for Waru, because other space, uh, I'd have to go with what's his face from Dark Empire Two. What's his face from Dark Empire Two? 
the guy, the, the, the Jedi that, um, the former dark Jedi that suddenly with Luke that they were going to write Lightsider and it was going to be about him. Oh. You what mean is, uh, Cam Salazar? Yeah. He's never used. Yeah, he is. Yeah. No. He's not big not to the place. ability I want him. Like, you know, pre- Oh, Dark pre. Empire. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, but I mean, pre. I would like to see. I would have loved to see him as a dark Jedi. Because we're just told about it. It's well, to a certain extent, we're just kind of told about Mara Jade being an assassin too. But I mean, she does do some assassiny things. Hey, did you read Mara Jade by the Emperor's Hand? She'd kind of yes. assassinate the wrong person. Which was pretty funny. So she assassinates the wrong person and can't assassinate Luke. I know. <laughs> I, I was good. I, I talk about this in my review. That's not going to come out for like another year. <laughs> well, again, it was like every time it was just like, damn, I actually need you alive so we can get out of this. I'll kill you later, though. <laughs> and technically, she did kill. Well, okay. Spoiler alerts. If you're one of uh, six people, Expanded Universe fans who have not read the Thrawn trilogy for some reason at this point. Spoiler alert, she does kill a Luke Skywalker at the end of the Thrawn trilogy. It might not be it might not be Feast Luke Skywalker, but she kills a Luke Skywalker. I forgot that she's the one who kills him. Uh, kills the clone. Does she kill George Sabak as well? I can't remember. I think I that think might have been Luke. manages to stab... In the comic, I think she stabs both of them at the same time, and then she gets electrocuted. Well, she got electrocuted a lot in that fight. She got I mean, she was down for about half of it. That's trilogy. So I think she gets electrocuted in Dark Force Rising as well. But that's been a long time since I read those. All right, so... Uh, who else? Uh, Underrated. Well, um, mine can, can I? You reminded me yeah, of mine. Sure. It sounds weird, but um, I'd say Luke Skywalker, especially in the EU. I think he's not used very well. Um, you haven't gotten to when he's used well yet, though. So. Yeah. Well, so yeah. far, I just I think he's just kind of like a little pansy. It's like, oh, I'll do that later, or you know, like in the Throne trilogy, he doesn't. He's not the one who solves the problem. Mary Jade does. And everybody likes Luke or Han Solo so much better, it seems like, than Luke. I don't know. Well, to be fair, he was fighting himself at the last command, and they were equally powerful for some reason. Don't ask me why the clone had the same amount of training that Luke had. Well, the Emperor has, can, like, download stuff in the clones. Right. Well, that's true. Hence Bevel Lumelis. Who he literally, like, he would torture to death and then, like, bring all his memories and be like, okay, okay, remember being tortured to death? Yeah, don't do that again. Don't fail me again. Now go and do stuff for me. Oh, you failed again? Here, let me torture you to death again and then make another clone, which will have all those memories, too. Yeah, don't do that again. He did that like five or six times, I think. <laughs> it's really messed up. Uh, again, spoiler alert for... I think that's Darksaber. 
anyway. Isn't it, is it the same? Isn't that the same character in Dark Empire? He might be. I think he is in Dark Empire one, and then he gets killed <laughs> again. <laughs> when these books come out, Bill. Uh, uh, let's Both see. Underrated. Bear Sophie. But forget, okay. forget the Clone Wars version. As a he- the healer. And as a, a saber user, she's so underrated. In the approaching storm, is that the right book? Uh, the Alan Dean Foster one that happens before Attack of Clones? Yeah, the, the approaching storm. Yeah. She, she uses her lightsaber so amazingly, it even awes Anakin, and that's like nearly impossible. Right. Well, she, she is like rank, uh, ranks her as one of the best saber users in the order, in the like the top five. She is completely well, un- underrated because as a saber user. And she's one of the best Shien practitioners of all time. And she was in at the uh, the the uh, not stadium uh, the uh, Kyle I forget the word at Attack of the Clones, the battle on Geonosis. She survived the. The battle outside the main group of the Jedi. That shows you how awesome she is with the lightsaber. And then didn't she and uh, what's her face survive in a cave on um, Mutilus? Or, Mutilus? I don't know how. Yeah. How many? No, it was Ilum. It was on Ilum. Ilum, yeah. Uh, and for how many days were they stuck there in freezing temperatures? I think it was only a few days, but. To uh, Bill's point, buried under rocks. I mean, she's one of the greatest badasses of all time, and everyone kind of just shrugged her off as a healer. Well, and that's to Bill's point, uh, well, yeah. But wasn't she the only pad one at the who actually survived the Battle of Geonosis, other than Anakin, obviously? I think so. Yeah. And she did it outside the circle of Jedi, which is impressive in itself. Yeah. See, what about you, Dylan? Did you say yours? Well, my most underrated character is kind of obvious to anyone who knows what my names are when I post under. It's going to be Cade Skywalker because, I mean, he's just so... He's, I don't know what the hate is about Cade Skywalker. Yes, he has a character. He has a character arc. He starts out as an asshole, but, I mean, when you see what happens in the beginning of Legacy, you kind of tell why. But he grows as a character. He be he becomes such a great character. You can't have your you can't just introduce a character and like, yeah, okay, here's this character. Here they're all fully fleshed out. They don't have anywhere to go. That they're perfect. You can't do that. You have to have the flaws. That's you have to have the story. Problem with him at all. My problem is he has a character. It grows. He learns from his mistakes. And then suddenly he doesn't learn from his mistakes anymore. Suddenly, well, that's part of the charm. back to the way he was in issue two. And then suddenly they have to tack on that he learned something in the end. Kind you of. Haven't fin- you haven't finished Legacy. He does finally get past everything. Because, again, that was, kind of, that was kind of with his addiction to Death Sticks, which but, is why he was going he back and forth. But in the end, he gets over it. No, no he doesn't, because in Legacy 2... Spoilers to Legacy 2, he, sh- he and uh, the other members of the, the Minoc show up, and they screw Anya Solo out of money. Yeah, because that's what they do. That, that's not character development. That's, that's the same. Well, it's 
it's not the same. Again, we don't know. And B, that was more of that was more of just fan service of, hey, remember these guys? Yeah, they're still around. But that's what they did. He was a Jedi, yes, but he had other extracurriculars that he did, which was being around in the Minoc and doing and being a pirate. Right. That he I, did on I, he did the Jedi Order stuff on the side. Wrong with that, but it's all it's always this talk of jerking off around legacy, and it's like it wasn't the in my opinion, it was good, but it wasn't nearly as good as the other stuff coming out at the time. Because you have to imagine, this was a time when Dark Horse was really high, and everything was really good. And in my opinion, Knights of the Old Republic well, was better. Well, that's where... Knights of the Old Republic good, but you're wrong there. Um, my opinion was... is wrong. You know my opinion I'm entitled to? No, you don't. <laughs> That's just wrong. By the way, this is a this is an argument we've had like well what like eight or nine times left. I think in, within the few first few times we've had conversations together one on one, we we have this problem, and it goes back and forth constantly. <sighs> I, in my opinion, softened about it. Well, because you actually finished Legacy since then. Yeah. Well, for the most part. Well, I know well, how yeah, I... Because you, you still haven't read War yet. I have not read War. I have an idea of what happens in War, because it's like every miniseries of War at the, the Dark Horse came out with for well, Star Wars. Well, to be fair, of all the War miniseries, the Legacy one was the best. Yeah. That I've read, at least. Which is I, almost all of them. It is. It's not going to be noticed. But then that's that's going head to head with Kotor War, which was just like tacked on. I, which was yeah. I actually have Vietnam style flashbacks of that at night, of how bad it was. And then um, Dawn of the Jedi Force War. Well, Force War was when Dawn of the Jedi actually started getting interesting, and in Force War was just like, why the hell wasn't weren't the other two? Minis like this. <laughs> that, that's why I don't like it because it's depressing. There's potential. It's like ah, oh, but it was just getting good. Yeah, Bill's like I need. What it. was the other? Hey Jeremy, what was the other word? Comments. You got a fan. Wait, what's up, Bill? You got a fan in the comments. Oh, I do. Yeah. Is it Edward? No. At least I hope it's not Edward. Is it Alex Starr? No. Do I? What's going on? Oh, now I have to look. You should. <laughs> I'm not seeing any. Hello, me. Can you send a greetings, friends? Oh, sure, Edgar Z4F. Greetings. So you get still you don't people. Yeah, Tiffany's comments. I can't view it. It's not allowing me on here. I saw that someone commented. Oh, okay. We have like four comments on it. Yeah. Yeah, I, we're That's actually almost... traction on this show that I thought it was a dead end for a long time. That's why we really didn't do one. Actually, it was because I'm lazy. And Dylan's like, hey, we should do one of these. And I'm like, I don't think so. I, I don't feel like doing this and talking crap. Um... Do we have anything else to talk about? 
I mean, Matt looks I asleep. Mean, Bill looks like he's going to get there as well. It's 11 o'clock. Well, I do have to get up. Well, it's been three and a half hours yeah. to work. Yeah. For all of you who so don't know, here? it's actually tomorrow for Bill right now. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, sure. And Matt's not far behind. Yeah. I'm, yeah. It's 11.13 <laughs> here. Okay, well, why don't we end this? Um... To all of you, thanks for watching while this aired. To all of you who are going to watch it, let us know what you think. Like, thumbs up if you like it, thumbs down if you don't. I really don't give a shit, and this is my channel, so I can. that's my consensus. I don't really care what they have to say. And if you're Edward, please thumb it down with all your fake accounts. Oh, yeah. It really helps me. Start shit with me again, because the same thing will happen to you, like last time. God. Now I'm really irritated. <laughs> and guess what? You're still banned from reviewers and crossroads. All right. <laughs> um, uh, if you you're new to this channel, subscribe and see more of my content. Uh, subscribe to my Patreon. That doesn't exist. That would mean I have to share money with Dylan, and that's not ever going to happen. <laughs> um, anything else? Oh. Follow me on Instagram for cute kitten pictures of Buddy who decided that he was not going to come down for this podcast. And uh, follow me on Twitter. And then don't forget to switch your internet provider to Comcast. Oh, yeah, our show sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Anything? All right. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Bill, how'd you like your first episode? It was interesting, even if it just means I'm going to be asleep at work tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the best way to well, go to work? it's not like you work with a giant um, stabbing and cutting utensils, so... Yeah, I, like I don't. <laughs> uh, it's good to have you on again, Matt. Uh, Dylan, it's always a pleasure. Not really. That's John Tuttle to you. Just kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Next time we're on the show... Oh, it's John Sadler? Hey, everyone, John Sadler's on. Haha, <laughs> 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 very funny. All right, anyway, have a nice day. <laughs>